Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Welcome to Real Cuff Radio. Uh, this afternoon, I have two ministers' wives online, and the purpose here is to discuss the book, The Minister's Wife, written by Karen Stiller, as well as we have Luann Hickey also on with lots of years, both of them, lots of years of experience, and our plan here is to encourage you with words of wisdom and experience and how to jungle being a wife, a mother, and the expectation that the congregations put on ministers' wives as well as maybe yourself might put ex- expectations on yourself. So I'd like to introduce you to Karen Stiller, who's the author of The Minister's Wife. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. And Luann Hickey as well. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful to have you both here with this opportunity. I really believe, I mean, I have some people in my family who are uh, actually my cousin. He is a minister in the Lutheran Church in Michigan, and his wife now has five children, five young ones. So I know that there's all kinds of ladies out there that are juggling this type of stuff and would love to hear the both of you. I loved your book, Karen. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I, I just, I, some of the stories I was reading to my husband right away, and um, <laughs> he loved the story. I thought this was so typical. <laughs> he loved the story when I started reading at the beginning of your prologue to him about how you guys were on a vacation and having such a good time with this other couple until you walked away to to the buffet, right? and you came back, and it was like you guys were just really connected, and then all of a sudden, it was like this dead silence. Uh, the elephant in the middle of the room had presented itself, and you, you said in your book, you knew right away. <laughs> I did. I knew immediately. Have you found that uh, that happens quite often? Yeah, you know, I, I do find it does happen. And I, I speak to other pastors' wives, and they tell me that too. So what had that story was we were on vacation, we were having fun, we had made friends with two other couples who happened to be at the same resort. And the, um, the topic of what we did for a living just had not come up yet. And then I left the, this table. Everyone's laughing, talking. I go to the buffet. I come back. They're literally sitting in dead silence. And I looked at my husband, and he said, basically, they finally asked me what I do for a living. <laughs> so it was like party over. Um, and it is a funny thing that happens. And, I, you know, I haven't quite figured out exactly why, but as soon as people find out that you are, you know, a pastor or the pastor's wife or, or a couple in ministry, um, some people it just shuts things down. And for other people, it opens things up in a wonderful way. And I, I talk a little bit about that as well. So, yeah, I do think it's very typical. Um, why did you decide? Uh, I know you are a writer, but mm-hmm. why did you decide to write this particular book? <laughs> you know, uh, the very short answer is that it was time. 
and by that I mean I, I am a professional writer. I've been writing for 20-some-odd years, uh, mostly um, intentionally in the world of the church press. I, I love to write about uh, people of faith and their lives and their, you know, amazing relationships, uh, relationship with God and each other. And so I've been almost like a reporter, really, within the world of the church press. And then I went back to school uh, at 50 and to do a Master of Fine Art, it was called, in Creative Nonfiction. And I realized I had the opportunity to write about really anything. And I decided this is the time where I'm going to write about being a minister's wife. And I didn't know what shape it would take. I, I basically followed my nose and my heart, and I wrote about uh, the topics and issues that have mattered to me in this life of um, service within the church. And and to me personally have been areas of, of um, challenge and, I guess, spiritual growth because of that challenge, you know, hopefully, eventually. So I wrote about topics like marriage and parenting and um, forgiveness and envy and churches, community and, a, a, you know, loneliness comes up, friendship comes up. So there are, there, are, there are topics that I think every person of faith or even not of faith wrestles with. But my particular situation was of being a minister's wife, and that added a whole other dimension to my experience of of, yeah, life in the church, and of course it does, it impacts everything, and so I found myself writing very personally and very vulnerably, and, you know, in the end I had this book, <laughs> so that's how it happened. There's another point on the, that you mentioned in your book about bringing together ministers' Bible studies, ministers' wives' Bible studies that you do. Right, yes. And when, when I read that, I thought, wow. You guys have so much to do. I mean, Luann, you've always got a Bible study going, prayer group, a wife, a mother, and then I'm sure as well as you went through the same thing, Karen, and, and I know another lady that I used to watch her. She was always doing the child's ministry, another uh, pastor's wife that I, that I know. But my thought is it seems like such a good vehicle to take the surrounding communities that you're in and bring all across the Christian sect, bring these wives together if they can. Do you guys meet once a month, once a quarter? How often do you meet? Uh, for, well, for the Bible study that I reference in the book, that's put on by a ministry. Uh, I live in Ottawa, Canada, and it's a ministry called One Way Ministries that I've actually, I had never encountered anything like that before. So they would host uh, Bible studies or events for clergy wives, that, and they usually run for about eight to 12 weeks. So they happen kind of episodically throughout the year. And we meet once a month, typically. And they do that because they actually recognize that uh, we're all so busy, you know, with our families, with our work, with our churches. And so, uh, but they really are about creating a safe space and just a really precious time for ministers' wives to share openly and transparently, you know, without any concern <laughs> about uh, confidentiality or anything like that. And it's really amazing. I mean, I, I would encourage every, you know, city uh, or town or ministerial, if they could create something like this. And not everybody will want to be a part of it, but those who do, it's so helpful. Sounds like a really dynamic ministry. You know, I... 
I have not had very many pastors' wives friends, but um, I do have one that I have related to. She's like 20 years older than I am, and she's been invaluable in my life to bounce things off of and for um, even very practical things. Like one time she told me um, that when people ask her for, you know, if they can talk with her, she gives them their phone number, her phone number. And I, I, you know, that was a horrifying thought to me to give every person that said they wanted to talk to me my phone number. But she said, you know, I found out that if I don't do that, they just keep asking. But if I give the, give them my phone number, they they hardly ever call. And if they do, it's usually just once. And And it just spoke to me volumes about just our willingness as people in leadership in the church uh, to be normal people and not let people put us on a pedestal that, kind of um, puts people at ease and makes them feel secure and and those that are, you know, shepherding them and um, and also just communicates that you're available and and uh, transparency is a very risky thing in ministry uh-huh. and I have been bit by it before I have I have really been bit but for if you if you put it in a scale the things that have been a blessing versus the things that have come back to bite me um, the things that have been a blessing have been way, way more of a of a, of a blessing, and a and a, it's been worth it. I'll just say it that way. Luann, I love that you said that. I I I agree completely, and I would say the exact same thing that I've I've experienced more of joy and beauty than of hardship and you know sadness for or trial and. A couple of things you said there really jumped out at me, like that um, giving giving your phone number, for example, that people want to be heard and listened to. Mm-hmm. And that's been really my experience in the church a lot is uh, me as listener. And, you know, sometimes it's been hard, I confess, and I think I say that in the book, I, but to to take the time and listen and hold people's stories well is really an amazing gift that we can offer. And I love that thing of giving your phone number and then people don't actually call. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. And the other thing about this beautiful minister's wife, 20 years older, who has befriended you, I, I love that. And that's what we can do for each other. I think that's so important just to reach out and just make the offer to walk alongside, you know, a minister's wife, especially one who might be a little younger. Great we idea. privilege of, we had the privilege of going to uh, Cuba a few months back, which um, it was a miracle that we got there. So much, so many obstacles to, you know, hop over. But that was one of the joys of the trip was to get to visit um, these itinerant pastors and their wa- young wives and their beautiful little children and um, to pray over them and, and to just bless them and, and love on them. And, um, it's, I think, you know, in the, a country like that that's very needy, it's easier because I think in America we, we want to have our stuff together and we're not so quick to take off our mask and let people see mm-hmm. that we're needy and hurting. But um, it was really a joy and a privilege to be able to do that, uh, to go into their homes. And um, so many times we only see our each other at church, and I, I think there's a lot to be said for being in each other's home. I have one point regarding the book that brought clarity for me. Um, I lived right next door to uh, the pastor's wife for years here. And at first we became 
great friends, walking friends. Uh, we would walk the neighborhood, and she would openly discuss all kinds of different things. And then all of a sudden, it was like it was no more. I just want to say that your book, by some of the things that you explained, really brought clarity to me why that happened. And to not take it offensively, but just the responsibility and the task at hand, just things get on and it meant nothing personal, just was the responsibility that she had. She didn't have time any longer to do that type of stuff. Hmm. But... uh, I just thought, well, thank you, because at first I was just, whoa, did I say too much? Wow, like, that's really... Uh, but by reading your book, I just brought some more understanding, so I'm sure other people out there, we don't, we're not ministers' wives, so we don't un- understand what they're going through, and this brought real clarity to me, more so what they were going through. You know what, Julie? As you were saying that, I was thinking just I talk in the book about the difficulties uh, ministers' wives have making friends and and particularly maybe how hard it may be to be friends with people in your church. But when you said that, I thought, you know what, it's probably really hard to be a friend to a minister's wife Um, because there are these challenges of, you know, she'll talk about this, but maybe not that. And you know, uh, like I, for example, I, I have a chapter in the book about disappointment where my husband had applied for a job in New York City and didn't get it. And I was just so crushed. And so I never talked about that to any of my friends, because you just don't, you don't talk about how you're applying for another church somewhere. And after this book came out, a friend of mine, um, who had been a friend from the church, uh, texted me and I could tell that, she was maybe feeling a little sad that I had never shared that experience with her. And I thought, you know what? It's hard to be friends with a minister's wife um, because it's just a little bit weird. <laughs> That's my big conclusion. It's weird. Uh, but I think there's challenges on both sides, and you, you remind me of that from that story. A question I had, too, because she, had to, she was expecting that this was going to be her last move, but obviously they did move. How do you go about not putting up walls when you go to a church to protect yourself, like if you're going to move again? How do you just go to the next step and go, I'm going to give it all, not think about tomorrow, but be present in today? Because I thought that was one of the thoughts that I had when reading the book. Not all ministers' wives end up being at the same location for the duration of their whole ministry, and a lot of them do move. Yeah, you have any? I think that's, <laughs> I wish I did. And Luann may have something to share too, but I will say that I think that is a very real problem and challenge. And I think different people handle it differently. So I have certainly, like I've heard of ministers' wives who kind of, and, and met them and know them, who've remained a little bit remote from the church, just a little bit uh, standoffish, maybe people might say in the church, like, oh, she's kind of keeps to herself and uh, that may be part of the reasons why like not all of us have the uh you know personality that can jump in every time and know that you're going to have to say a painful goodbye sometime i've I've chosen to do that because for me um a way to live well in this challenging life is to kind of jump right in i can't i i'm not a person who can say, well, I'm going to be here for maybe five years 
only, and so I'm not going to invest in this community. I, I have to invest in the community and, um, and be as fully present as I can be. And so, but I think that is one of the real difficulties. And that's, you know, I've heard from military wives who would say the same challenge uh, of, you know, creating what is authentic community and then having to leave it again and again and again. So I think it's a real hard thing. I uh, have had the privilege of being in the same place now with my husband for almost 23 years. So I haven't had a lot of experience with the with the saying goodbye. But I mean, there's we we don't have some of the same relationships that we used to for other life situations that came um, up and separated. And um, for some for some reason or another, and you know, I, I really the scripture literally that whatever your hand finds to do, uh, do it with all your might as unto the Lord. So more so than anything, I think it's important for a minister's wife, or you know, to just have that single, your heart singly focused on the Lord. That that's your what you're doing is for Him, not just for the people. And um, yeah. that helps me to take. Um, to take whatever is before me and do it well uh, for him. And and then in the process, usually people get blessed too, you know. And so that's kind of the way I have, and trusting God for the tomorrow, there will be a day, I'm sure, where we will be saying goodbye. And I just try not to think about that. I get all Pollyanna <laughs> about, or not Pollyanna, what was the other, the lady in the movie that said, I'll think about that tomorrow, Gone with the Wind, I think. But anyway, I I just don't think about that because I know that yeah. in the moment that when it comes that God will give me what I need to get through it and to to leave well as well as stay well. <laughs> I I I love that. I I think I share this in the book where a woman from that same Minister Joy Bible study um, says something like, our loneliness is a gift we offer to the Lord uh, or a sacrifice to the Lord. And um, that what you just said, Luann, reminds me, it's that same spirit of, yeah, we're serving God, not the people necessarily, you know, or we serve God by serving the people. And I think that's so, so important. And if there's one like bit of advice I would offer a younger pastor's wife just starting out, it would be, or the thing I wish I could have told myself would be, you know, just really take care of that relationship with God your relationship mm-hmm. with God. And if you need to, you know, have a spiritual director or someone you meet with all along, do it, do it early, do it right from the beginning, because that is what gives us uh, the strength we need, you know, for the, for the challenging times and what uh, enables us to, you know, offer, offer our best back uh, to the community we're serving. So I really agree. I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned toward the end of your book, that when you came into difficult times that you found what helped you was going back to the point of serving. No matter what was going on, if you would get back into serving, then everything seemed to be, it would come together. Just I guess probably take your focus off of you, anything that was bothering you, and get it on to others. So good point. Thank the both of you. Well, We've really discussed a lot of your book and some other points. I, I don't know of any other direction as far as advice that you might want to say other than I did love the idea of the Bible study. And, you know, since we're in 
COVID-19 and all this stuff going on with social distancing and everything else, there's so many vehicles for people not just to even meet face-to-face, but like both, like Luann said, having a older mentor or Mm -hmm. another opportunity could be somebody could start up a Skype or other ways um, through virtual where ministers' wives could meet together on that platform and encourage one another in a community if this is, sounds like something they would want to take on. But I see a lot with this, a lot of opportunities for growth in this area. Yeah, yeah I really like said, I agree. If you, if you take care of yourself, I mean, if you don't have anything to give, you can't give it. You can only give what you have yourself. So if you're empty and your needs aren't being met, like you said, First God, because, of course, he's with you through everything. And if your relationship there is solid and solid in the word. But other than that, I have found if you keep serving and serving and serving and you're not putting in, then you you went up to the point where you have nothing to give. Mm -hmm. So that was just my two cents. If somebody needs to start up a vehicle like that and help each other out, I think it would be great. Absolutely. And and if I could add just what I have found uh, to be so true is that when when we are transparent, you know, even just within a safe circle, just able to say, I find this hard, or, you know, I'm, I'm worried about my husband, or church people can bother me sometimes, or, you know, this feels like an awful lot of work, and, you know, nothing good is happening, or whatever we're feeling at that moment, when we can say that, to other people in ministry in a safe, you know, confidential, trusting environment, it, it helps. Like it, it relieves the pressure because inevitably, you know, if they're telling the truth too, they're going to be able to say, I get it. I have felt that way too. I understand. And then you don't feel alone. And actually the problem, you know, seems a lot smaller then and much more manageable. You're like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not, necessarily terrible at this I it's normal to feel these things sometimes thank you so I I, there's just so much good you know for ourselves but also for the church uh, when we can find those places so I really yeah it's so important so thank you for giving us a chance to talk about that well Luann and Karen I want to thank you both for coming on thank you so very much I also want to point out that Karen's book, The Minister's Wife, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it in a Christian bookstore. Thank you all for listening. That's a wrap.